Hey everyone, this is Plaque87 coming at you with episode 8 of Sport Ball Talk, brought to you by Eden Esports Club. As always, you can find all of our podcasts at EdenEsportsClub.com. Today is a little bit different of a podcast. We've been off a week. Today we're not going to have a sports topic. Today we're actually just going to talk about the podcast and why it is and who I am and why I do this. Next week, spoiler alert, we'll come back with a new sports-related topic. We'll talk about the NCAA and how it's garbage and how it just kind of uses kids and uses people to make billions of dollars but then doesn't pay these kids. It's pretty ridiculous. So we'll talk about kind of the scandals that happened in basketball, the scandals that happened in the past in football. We'll talk about all that next week. This week, I just kind of wanted to do more of a jump back into it podcast talk about why this podcast exists why i do it kind of where i come from stuff like that so so to start off i grew up originally in buffalo new york i grew up on a dairy farm or very much near a dairy farm my parents both grew up on dairy farms my dad still owns to this day a dairy farm so we weren't on the dairy farm but we were close enough to the dairy farm you know to be considered working on the farm I did not work on the farm much. I honestly hated it. I'm not much of a manual worker. However, my parents were good enough to me to let me do basically whatever I wanted through, you know, high school, middle school as a kid. My mom wanted me to be active. So she started me off. The first sport I ever played was T-ball. She signed me up. I played with my cousins my little brother, one of my first memories of athletics is hitting a ball off the tee and running to third base instead of first base and then crying when people told me I was running the wrong way. That was like my, I think that was my first or second ever like t-ball game or practice. So I continued to play t-ball through pitching machine, then to arm pitch. During that, I also picked up soccer the town I grew up in is called Hamburg, and it borders, and I was right on the border of Hamburg, Eden, and Boston, and the Boston soccer teams were, they had a really good, like, rec program. There was a lot of teams and a lot of kids, and a lot of the better kids in the area played in that league for some reason. It was really strange. So I played there. I met a bunch of people through soccer. I was not very good. It was people thought I was good or something, but I wasn't. I remember like my very first year I ended up playing on an indoor team, like a travel, not a travel team, but it was like a, it was like an all-star indoor team of these kids from Boston. I had to be like 10 at the time. And I was super confused because I thought I was terrible and I ended up playing indoor, which I loved. It was super fun. And we got to the championship game. There was a snowstorm because we were in Buffalo, of course. So the last week, there's a snowstorm. My parents drive me. It's a championship game. So my dad, he worked a ton on the farm. So he didn't get to come. But he always came to a few games a year, championship games, stuff like that. So we're playing this championship game. You know, it's it's like little kids indoor soccer. We all have, like, these big chunky sneakers and stuff. It's hilarious looking and it's during a snowstorm, so we drive to Springville or wherever it was through the snowstorm, and we get there, and we end up we end up tying 
during the game 1-1, and the reason we got scored on was because during the game, I lost my shoe, and instead of continuing to play, I went back, and I was playing defense. I was like the last defender. I went to get it, and then the kid basically went on a breakaway and scored a goal. So it was 1-1, and then we went into a shootout, and I don't. I think at this point, I had never... I maybe in practice done a few, but I've never shot a shootout in my life. And he's listing off the people the coach was who was going to shoot. And we got down to the fifth shooter. And I don't, I can't remember if I like volunteered or he just picked me, but I was the fifth shooter. And it was, it was so bizarre to me that I was even considered to shoot. So I'm pretty sure they, they picked me. So, and of course it goes down to, to the fifth shooter and we're tied 2-2. So I'm like freaking out playing like in the first shootout ever. Oh, it was an awful kick. I was trying to hit the top right corner and I shot it straight down the center. And the kid guessed. He he dove to the right. So it just it went in. And we scored, and then I think the next kid on the other team missed, so we won. It was, it was that was my first. That was the most bizarre thing I remember. I remember all these young kid stuff because it was fun then. And then I played in, I played baseball in high school and soccer in high school, and I was okay. Like I, I was like second team, like the region. It was called, it was region six of ECIC or something. So. But I wasn't like all state or all, I wasn't even all conference or something like that. So I wasn't very good. Um, During that time, I also watched a lot of football. So Bills, a lot of Sabres. I I somehow, when I started playing soccer, I had FIFA like 12, like 2012 or something. No, I had to be older than that. Like FIFA 07 or some, some crazy old FIFA for PC. And I was just, I had... I didn't really follow soccer when I started playing. My mom just signed me up and I was just looking through teams and I found this team that looked like bumblebees and that was Borussia Dortmund. So I've been a giant Borussia Dortmund fan to this day, just because their kits at the time looked like bumblebees. And then I watched, I watched a ton of baseball. I was a big Indians fan because at the time the Buffalo Bisons was the farm team for the Cleveland Indians. So we would do, uh, one of my buddies and I and like his his cousins basically we would do road trips to Cleveland. I have a Bartolo Cologne bobblehead from Bobblehead Day. So those those were the, that was like all I did a lot of bunch of sports stuff in my childhood. It was super fun. Um, at the same time, another memory I have as a kid was I was it, this is this is weird to me. I would had to be like I don't remember how old I was. But we went, I, my parents had both a regular Nintendo and an Atari in the house that we never connected at all at this time. I was like 10 or 11. So I had never played a video game ever. I didn't know what regular Nintendo was. I didn't know what Atari was. And I went over to my cousins for Christmas Eve because uh, we did Christmas Eve every year. And she had a Super Nintendo. And this this thing boggled my mind. She had Super Mario World, which was amazing, and we just played it like the entire time. Just ignored our family because you know, screw those people. And we just played it this entire time. 
And I was like, I had never mentioned this thing ever to my parents. And I was like, mom, I want that for Christmas. Like, can Santa get me that for Christmas? Actually, I don't, I don't even know if I believe in Santa at this time, but I want that for Christmas. And looking back at it, I have no idea how she got me one of those. If she actually had one, like she knew I was going to want one. So she bought one and they were going to give it to me or she like went out into the night and got one. But the next morning I had a super Nintendo and looking back at that memory, it boggles my mind to this day that I got that super Nintendo. So I played that, I played a lot of like donkey. I love the original donkey Kong country. Played a lot of super Mario brothers. The, my favorite game of all time on Super Nintendo is a little-known game. It's a side-scroller where you're this clay guy. It's called Plock, and that's kind of – it's sort of where the Plaque screen name comes in, but not really. It's cl- it's close to it, which is fitting because I love this game. You're like a clay guy. You have like de- – you, you, you look like Rayman, and you have these detachable arms, and you f- – fling them at people and at times you lose them so it changes the controls and stuff it is an amazing game i love plock plock's like the best game ever so you know so at this point i'm playing video games i'm doing sports whatever um i'm getting more and more competitive i guess at sports like i wasn't that good like i said i wasn't that good at sports but i enjoyed i enjoyed winning and the competitive aspect So when I graduated and then as we, you know, we get older, we had, you know, PlayStation, probably PlayStation two before I went to college. And then PlayStation three was when we went to college and I was starting playing. Like we played a lot more FIFA, a lot more Madden, a lot more NHL. So more competitive video games. And I also at near the end of high school, we, I picked up poker because that was when the Chris Moneymaker thing happened. So I got my competitive outlet there. And then we went. To, I went to college, and I was still watching sports, totally into it. I went to University of Buffalo. So we had, I mean, our basketball team was okay. When I was there, we never made it to an NCAA tournament, but we've made like three of the last four now. We won a round 64 game, which was awesome last weekend. The football team made its first ever bowl game when I was in school. It was a New Year's game. It was called like the Independence Bowl, and they played UConn. And UConn threw the ball like six times in that game, and they beat us. And I, I was in, I was in Vegas that weekend, and I bet like it was like my first ever sports bet, and I bet like two hundred dollars on Buffalo, and they got they they looked like crap. It was so upsetting. So I was still following sports, you know, and I, I played a ton of poker through college. We had games down in in the cafeteria. We were in Buffalo, so we could there were card rooms in, in a couple of the casinos in Buffalo. There was also two casinos across the border, and at that time you you know you didn't need a passport or anything. You just showed your your birth certificate or even your license. You'd go drinking age was nineteen, so we'd go and we played, and it was. It was it was really fun. So and at the same time, I was remember one of the first games that I played a ton online. I mean, and through high school too, I played a ton of Warcraft three, which is like a competitive game. I never super got into StarCraft or stuff like that, but I played a ton of Warcraft three. I played a little bit of Dota. Um, played a lot of the custom games that came out of Warcraft three because it was super those games were super fun. So did all that, you know, kind of got, 
you know, I have all these games starting to get more into the competitive games. I remember there was a game called Super Rocket Powered Acrobatic Battle Cars, which was a terrible name for a game on PS3. And when it came out, I played the crap out of it. And I was like top 10 on the leaderboard. And that eventually became the game that's it's pretty popular now. It's called Rocket League. But I, I can't touch these kids in Rocket League now. It, it's ridiculous. So that was that was kind of my first foray into like competitive high leaderboard and it wasn't that i was good it was just that i played so much that first like two weeks that i was better than most of the people and it was it was fun um but really my competitive outlet through college was was uh poker sorry poker and then after college i was working uh i got my degree in computer science i was working at a uh what are they called uh not insurance yeah, it's health insurance company. Health insurance company, I was an intern. I didn't like it, so I ended up moving to LA. I was trying to get a job in the video game industry. I did not at the time. I didn't really try that hard. Like I interviewed at a few places, but I didn't really like go after it probably as much as I should have. So I ended up just playing poker full time while I was in LA. And it was fun. Um, at the end, I was really doing more tournament blackjack for the website ultimate bet and that's where a lot of my money on online sites was and when it became illegal and the the u.s defense the doga doj kind of raided everyone and took their money ultimate bet was the flakiest on getting your money back and i lost a lot of money not a lot but and I didn't make a lot of money. I just made enough to I made enough to pay my rent, to pay my student loans, and to pay my car insurance and food to live in LA. So I wasn't doing I wasn't terrible. At the end, I have on PokerTube, I was doing videos for PokerTube and they were paying me a, like a decent not a decent amount, but enough for videos. They'd pay a few buy-ins for me for the tournament blackjack stuff. It was all tournament blackjack. They were they were transitioning to doing a thing called Casino Tube. And they thought that tournament blackjack was more in that vein. So they wanted content for casino tube up on poker tube before they migrated, but then everything became illegal. So it kind of shut down and I kind of made like a panic decision to go back to school. So I went back to school. I did a year of masters at full sale in game design, even though it was really game production at that time, before I moved to Full Sail, I had, I had originally looked at Riot when it was a small company to to go there to to, not to go there, but to interview and apply. But you had to be a level eight in League of Legends at the time. That's all. That was the only requirement. You had one of the requirements was like you had to have a degree and you had to be a level eight, which means you played like ten games. And at the time, I I'd never I'd only played it like twice, and I didn't really love it. So I was like, nah, but then like the esports scene kind of got going and I started like once poker was gone, I lost kind of that competitive outlet again. So then I picked up League of Legends and by the time I picked it up, it was around like the first time they had the the world championships where Fnatic won that very first one. That was where I first found like TSM and Dyrus, who I still root for in League of Legends to this day. And... I was like, oh man, I should see what like if I can still work at Riot Games. And at that point, I hadn't had like a a job in LA in like two years. There was a huge gap in my resume. 
and it, it become a it become a big thing and there was a ton of people applying now so there was no way i was getting into riot so but that was that kind of got my that was my first real foray into watching esports and rooting for a team that wasn't a traditional sports team like i said i never really got into starcraft i had buddies in florida that took me to starcraft tournaments because they were super into starcraft and that was the whole atmosphere was cool but League of Legends was really what got me hooked into esports. So I played when I moved to Florida that year. I was like, I was in. I knew I was only staying in Florida for a year, and I just wanted to get this degree and go somewhere. And I never bought a bed. I never bought furniture. I had an IKEA desk, which I still have. I'm actually podcasting from the IKEA desk. My computer. And I just played League of Legends like nonstop. And I never got past, I was gold once. And that was it. I'm terrible at League of Legends. But like the competitive just kind of aspect of it and playing with people, it just, it was that, that's what it was. It went from sports to poker to League of Legends. And that was my competitive outlet. And I just played a ton in Florida. Like I had so much free time. I played thousands of games when i was in florida like most of my league of legends play was went that one year in florida so i graduated from florida or from full sale and then i ended up through contacts of the degree and friends that i made i landed a job in tennessee and i moved to tennessee and when i was in full sale we had to do a bunch of presentations on like what we wanted to do next and everything I did was esports. So I really wanted to get into esports, but at the end of the day, esports, especially then, I mean, this was five years ago. Now esports was much smaller and getting a full-time job in it or doing something around esports was not a viable option. So I took, you know, I took the job with the 401k and you know, stability and stuff like that and moved to Tennessee. And I continued to watch League of Legends and play a play a ton of League of Legends when I was first here. Um, and then at that time, and then during that time, I also picked up Hearthstone. So those are the two main games. And the problem is now between work and my life and friends and stuff, sitting down to play League of Legends is tough. So Hearthstone's really my competitive aspect now of games that I play I don't because of life in general I don't need that competitiveness anymore I did play a lot of Rocket League when it came out but I was so bad I got to a certain point and then like I was getting crushed and it just wasn't fun so but really Hearthstone's the game I keep coming back to and as I was going through kind of my new work life balance stuff I realized that I still wanted to do esports, so I I created what I called Eden Esports Club because I'm from Eden, and even though it's called Eden Esports Club, and I've talked about how esports is different from sports, since I you know I'm super passionate about sports too, I decided that Eden Esports Club would be kind of a sports esports conglomerate, and then I've done a few variations of it through the years i've done hearthstone videos hearthstone streams obviously it's super tough to break into streaming now because there's so much content everywhere and there's so many people and hearthstone is kind of falling off as a game so i've kind of decided as a whole to be kind of like a i mean i love poker back in the day 
to be more of a card player. So I think coming up, we have, I mean, Hearthstone is my main game right now. Coming up, you have Magic the Gathering Arena, which is the beta, which I've been playing. The beta is actually pretty terrible. It's it's a lot better than Magic Online, but it's not. it's still not fleshed out. So they sent an email a couple weeks ago about taking off the NDA and having people start streaming, but that seems like a terrible idea. It's nowhere near stream quality. I remember when Hearthstone was in beta and watching it and it looked polished at the time and how great it was. I ended up paying for a Hearthstone beta, by the way, because back then when they, when Blizzard did betas, they didn't have a good system, so they just sent a key so people would sell their keys. And I paid $60 for a Hearthstone key and then I got accepted to the beta five days later. It was, and I'd been watching streams. I'd been watching Kriparian and Trump for like weeks. And I was like, you know what? I'm never going to get this beta. I'm just going to bite the bullet and pay for it. I'm a big boy. I have a job. Paid for it. And it was the worst. And then I got it like five days later. So and then the other exciting thing is Artifacts coming out, which is the Dota base card game. And that looks like it's probably going to be a very competitive, confusing Dota-like card game. So I'm actually excited for that to see if it's more of a less RNG-based game and more of a card game that'll have an esports following. Because really, Hearthstone is kind of too casual to have an esports following. If Magic Arena picks up, I think that might have an esports following. Um, but I think Artifact is probably the best best case we can have for a real challenging games like starcraft and you know league and dota to be a competitive card game so i'm super excited to play artifact they just put it up on the steam store the date just says 2018 so it'll probably be the back half 2018 but once that comes out i'm super excited to play it and then this podcast so i wanted to do something where you know there's a lot of podcast content out there we do have a few listeners to the podcast so shout out to you guys who listen it's a bunch of my friends who support me so love you guys and i just wanted to do this to kind of give myself an outlet to talk about these things and keep eating esports club going so hopefully one day when i have more free time i want to build eating esports into something a few so just a few endeavors we've done on Eni Sports Club. When Hearthstone first came out, um, Reddit did what they called the Hearthstone Open, and the prize money, all of the prize money for the first Hearthstone Open, which was a hundred dollars, was Eni Sports Club money. So we were the main sponsor for the first Hearthstone Open. We had our, you know, on the page where they had it, we, our our logo was there. If you clicked it, it took just it took you to my face. It took you to the the Indie Sports Club Facebook page, but we literally got zero likes out of it. We got we got some interest. We had some messages because people were like, "Well, are you starting a team?" But obviously, we couldn't pay anyone. A lot of the people that actually messaged the Facebook were European players, and not like famous ones. Like I was hoping that one of them would become super famous, and I can be like. Look, this guy tried to be at any sports club once, but it didn't happen. They were all, I mean, they weren't bad. I mean, they're all legend. They were all really high legend players at the time. They had, when Gosu accounts did their thing where they ranked people, I think the one dude was like ranked 30th in Europe. So, I mean, he wasn't bad at all, but it wasn't like Savitz or like Tice or anyone like that. So, 
you know, we never got together a Hearthstone team. But hopefully in the future, maybe we'll get an artifact team together or something. I don't know. But so just this, that's kind of the story of Eden Esports Club, why the podcast is sports-related and and esports related why i like playing these games you know for the competitive aspect i am going to try to get back into streaming but the problem with hearthstone right now is you have to be a really it's not a problem but it's more of an entertainment stream so i have some ideas to do more of an entertainment stream coming up so i'll be doing actually i'll be posting the podcast and then doing one of those streams today it should be like an hour long we're gonna do we're going to have a deck tracker and we're going to there's a card where you play it and you do as much damage as that card's mana and there's a 25 mana card so we're going to do like a deal or no deal hearthstone i'm going to do a deal or no deal hearthstone i'm going to have i have a sound a sound table a picture of howie mandel it's going to be wonderful so that's it that is my story i know this was different than the normal streams or the normal podcasts excuse me i hope you guys enjoyed it we will come back next week and talk about an actual sports topic, and that'll be the NCAA and its stupidity and corruption. I hope you guys enjoyed episode eight of Sports Ball Talk, Sport Ball Talk. As always, brought to you by Eden Esports Club. Check Eden Esports Club out at enesportsclub.com. You can find all the Sports Ball Pod, Sport Ball Talk podcasts. This is one of the worst sign-offs ever. Also, we're on iTunes and soundcloud so you can get the podcast there i also we in esports also has a twitter so you can follow us on twitter you can like the facebook page all those good things check out the stream it's twitch.tv slash plaque 87 oh i never and one final note so how i got the name plaque 87 is my birth year so i go like plaque plaque 87 ec plaque but plaque what it comes from is when i played baseball the local sports, the Buffalo news would do scores and talk like they'd have players. And for some reason, I don't know if it was a joke. My high school baseball coach never put my name in the paper as T lack. It always came in as P lack. So P yeah. So P lack. So, which is my full last name just with a P and then I shortened it down to like plaque. So that's how, and every time and people would, there was, I don't know why people in class would like show it to me and they're like, Hey, thank you. Got your name wrong in the paper, but it wasn't like once it was like consistently. So either my coach's handwriting looked like a P or they were just trolling me or someone was trolling me. So it ended up being P lack. So I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Thank you for listening. And I will talk to you next time. <laughs>